It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. It's time once again to have that agriculture conversation on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. And it has been quite the past few weeks traveling across the state of Montana, the West, and the nation for agriculture meetings. I even hit the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, had a little fun down there, and even won a little money. And uh, that money is going to be going towards a donation to the Montana Farm Bureau Foundation, that's for sure, because that that's the focus of today's show. Uh, it is the Montana Farm Bureau. They're celebrating 100 years in 2019. And joining us today is Mr. Scott Colbeck with the Montana Farm Bureau. Scott, how's it going? It's almost Christmas time. Some folks might be tuning in after Christmas, but how are things at the Montana Farm Bureau? Well, thank you, Lane. Things are great at the Montana Farm Bureau. And I have to first off by start by saying thank you for transferring some of that Nevada money back to Montana in the form of your donation. Uh, but in seriousness, all seriousness, you've been a great supporter of our foundation, and, and we, our board of directors, and us as staff really appreciate all that you do to promote our organization. But yeah, we're turning 100 years and having a wonderful celebration in uh, 20, excuse me, 2019. And as part of that, our Montana Farm Bureau Foundation wants to look at our past and celebrate our past, but yet also have a rejuvenation of our commitment to rural Montana. We want to recommit to rural Montana and economic development, and there's a real need for that. So part of the celebration is going to be our Foundation Centennial Community Initiative. And that Centennial Community Initiative will result in $100,000 worth of investments in rural Montana in the form of economic development grants. So it's something we're really excited about. And it truly is great that a grassroots organization that is very dependent on its grassroots members and its community members that uh, the organization is going to be making that uh, uh, investment back into the communities that invest in them as well. But we're going to take a quick break and thank our valued sponsors. We'll be right back after these messages. Your National Cattlemen's Beef Association knows there's what benefits cattlemen and there's what doesn't. Trade, the farm bill, technology and conservation. The decisions being made in Washington affect the life of each and every cattleman. When it comes to the issues, there's simply no room for gray area. To us, it's as clear as black and white. Visit joinncba.org to learn more. As a Montana Farm Bureau member, you have access to a lot of valuable benefits. Now you can have your savings on the go with the Farm Bureau Member Benefits app. The app will show you where you can use your membership discounts with Granger, Case IH, Choice Hotels, John Deere, and more. Plus, with the app, your membership card is on your phone for easy access. It's free. Download the app today. Simply go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Farm Bureau Benefits app. Montana Farm Bureau, we care for the country. All right, thank you so much to our valued sponsors and sponsoring the LaneCast and helping us have the agriculture conversation here on your mobile or computer devices. 
And our guest, of course, is Scott Colbeck, and I've got to know Scott very well over the past few years, really from my start in being active in Farm Bureau on the collegiate level with the Montana State University Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee to just uh, attending Farm Bureau events on the regional, state, and national levels. And we've even hit up some oyster bars at times on, on trips. But, uh, Scott, 100 years, that's what Montana Farm Bureau is celebrating in 2019. The kickoff really happened at the 2018 Farm Bureau Convention in Billings, Montana. But we were just talking about how the Farm Bureau Foundation, the Farm Bureau members and donors to the foundation are going to be investing their hard-earned money back into communities for rural development through the Centennial Community Initiative. How are these funds going to be distributed? We, we talked how there's going to be a $100,000 endowment. What are some of those main focuses Farm Bureau has to help really rejuvenate rural America? Yeah, Lane, and we understand that there's a lot of work being done by individuals and organizations in Montana for economic development, especially in rural areas because there's such a need. And we want to work with some of those organizations. Our board of directors has is, is established a committee with with real experts from the economic sector in Montana. And they're going to take a look at the grants that come in and the opportunities to fund development grants in Montana. And they're in, these could be things like allowing someone and helping someone to create a business plan that will attract a new rural business to Montana. It could be something in the line of matching grant money for large economic development grants and projects. And this is something our president talks about a lot. And sometimes just to get and apply for a real substantial grant, you have to have seed money and matching money. And that could be something that our Centennial Community Initiative grants go to. Maybe it's, it's purchasing equipment and, and capital, startup capital for a new rural business. Or it could be a community improvement project that helps attract new businesses to those rural Montana communities. So, of course, we, we, we're joking at the beginning, but I've pledged $1,000, and so many other people have pledged and paid that $1,000. Uh, how is that going, and uh, why should people consider investing in uh, this, uh, this program? I mean, yeah, we can say it's a tax write-off and this and that, but at the end of the day, it's making a contribution to the future of rural communities, which rural communities are the backbones of our farms and ranches. They are the backbones of our farms and ranches, and I'll tell you what, the better part of Montana is our rural communities, and something that I think that if you're involved in this industry, you have a real deep love for rural Montana, and there's a huge need for economic development. My youngest son, Aiden, he's going to be a sophomore next year at Belgrade High School, and Belgrade High School is moving up to AA. At that point, 50% of all high school students in Montana will be in AA schools. And that's heartbreaking. Um, And you see it all the time. If you look at the size of our our small Montana schools, they're they're really, really shrinking in population. And most of the job growth in our economy right now is not happening in the counties that really, really need it. In fact, the non-service industries are struggling for job growth. Last year, actually between 20, uh, 2000 and 2015, our population grew by 14% and jobs grew by 20%. But that was really in just five counties. Of course, Missoula, here in Gowton County, Lewis and Clark County, Flathead, and Yellowstone. They accounted for three-quarters of our population growth since 2000. 
And meanwhile, our rural communities, our population is aging, and they're retiring from their businesses. And no one's coming along to be able to take over those or purchase those business or take over for those folks that are retiring. So it could lead to a huge job loss in rural Montana, even more than what we're seeing right now. So there's a huge need. And our members, they do see that, and they've responded big time through this Centennial Community Initiative. Mm -hmm. As of right now, we've raised $60,000 out of the $100,000 that we're going to award in grants. So it's a great start. We need to do more. There is a huge need. And, yes, you did mention there are some advantages tax-wise for this donation since our foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit. And with that, that means around 60 individuals or families or farms or ranches have made those donations and pledges. But you're probably not going to you know, turn away that 101st person if they want to make a $1,000 donation. Absolutely not. And, and I will say that this is going to be a great program, and it's going to go forward one way or the other. Uh, Obviously, we hope that we can raise this through the Centennial Community Initiative uh, because that helps us use our general fund money within our foundation for other great programs that we're doing. But we have committed to go forward. So one way or the other, we will distribute $100,000 in these initiative, community initiative grants during uh, our next year. So, but that being said, we will continue to raise money for the initiative, and we certainly won't We'll turn down more than $1,000 pledges or that 101st once we get past this because for a couple of reasons. As I mentioned, it allows us to do and continue our other great programs within our foundation such as scholarships for youth. You mentioned some of those young farmer and rancher leadership development trips. We help to fund some of those through our foundation and we do a lot of other great things. So what we raise through this initiative and will help anything that helps make up that difference in that 40,000 that we pledged to contribute right now will help in those things. We're still act actively soliciting um, grants and also donations for the 1K Club, which is what you have joined and, and, and contributed to, and anything that will help us raise the additional money that, for this program. So you, you think about it. I just think that's very startling that 50% of all students in the state are going to AA schools. And, you know, my, my wife and I, we live in the Gallatin Valley right now, but we are we just have both said it. We don't want our kids going to AA schools. You know, I went to an A school. She went to a B school. That rural lifestyle in the small communities were very important in our upbringing. Uh, and I want to support a small local community. I don't know which one it's going to be yet. But you, you really don't think about, you know, those locally owned, family owned lumber yards, the cafes, the uh, any of those businesses on Main Street. And there might not be someone there to take it over from that generation that wants to pass it on to the next. Or sometimes it's easier to sell to a corporate entity or just close the door itself. How do young people or experienced business people that want to grow their businesses in these rural communities, how do they apply for these funds? Yeah, absolutely, Land. Good question. And, and just to expand on, on what you're saying a little bit, we know for a fact that 
to entice our young farmers and ranchers to come back to the farm. They've got to have communities. And one of the reasons why we started the Centennial Community Initiative, if you look at the history of Montana Farm Bureau, that was one of the very first things our county farm bureaus understood, that they had to build community in order to have a thriving agricultural industry in that area and in that community. And they did some cool projects. I know that there was one county, Valley County up north, that understanding this need for community help to build community halls so that they could get together and, and just socialize and be a real true community. So it's important that we get back to investment in those communities so that we have something for our young farmers and ranchers to come back to. And so that was a big reason why we're doing this project. And when we turn the calendar year here in a, just a little bit over a week, we will be starting to distribute the grant applications for this. And what we anticipate as far as the timeline is we'll solicit those grants. Our committee that our board has established will probably meet first quarter of 2019 in conjunction with our board meeting in Helena, and we'll take a look at those those grants. So they just need to stay tuned. We'll have a lot of information on our website, which is mfbf.org and then slash foundation, and they can get that application and see more about tips for applying and what we're really looking for and the kinds of things we want to fund. And at the end of the day, it's about investing in the future of our state, of our rural communities, and the future of agriculture. So if you're listening today and you're from Montana or maybe anywhere in the West and, you know, you maybe want to support the thousand dollar club donation that that i'm a part of it's uh it, it, it's i think it, it's such a great opportunity to to look towards the future and i'm a young guy i can't be affording a thousand dollars half the time but i know down the road it's it's going to pay its dividends and for more information on that just visit the montana farm bureau website as scott mentioned mfbf.org and once 2019 is in full swing the applications will be out the information is on the website for those entrepreneurs for those business people that uh, want to come back to their small towns and make a difference because there are some outstanding businesses that are still going strong but what's it going to be like in 5 10 or 20 years i i think that's the big picture here scott anything else uh that that we can cover on this i know we're going to continue to talk about it here on the podcast uh, the 100 celebration and the initiatives that come with it but uh Anything else, Scott? Well, two things, I guess. One is I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm a member of the 1K Club. I put my money where my heart is as far as this project is. But like you mentioned, $1,000 is not easy for everyone to come up with. So we take, we take installments, and that's how I, I set up my donation in a number of installments, and a couple of people have done that. Uh, of course, we take credit cards, and, and they can contact myself or get on our website to take advantage of that. But lastly, I just want to thank you and our 60-plus members. And it's actually a little bit more than 60 because some folks pulled together to create their $1,000 donation, which is another great example of how you can contribute in this, even if $1,000 is not in your wheelhouse. But our members, our folks in agriculture, are some of the most generous people that I've ever met. And rural Montana is not just where they live. The whole community, rural Montana, it's a lifestyle that they love and want to protect. And so I thank all of our members, all of our donors who have helped to contribute to this so far. It's going to be a fun, fun project next year. 
The last thing I want to mention is that this is part of a long-term goal for Montana Farm Bureau Foundation. We recognize that $100,000 is just a drop in the bucket for what really needs to be done for economic development in Montana. So it's something we, we hope to continue. Um, we might not necessarily have a big campaign like this going forward, but rest assured that a big part of our focus and, and what we do on a day-to-day basis with donor development and whatnot is going to be pointed towards economic development in rural Montana because it's just so important. And Scott, I just, I'm going to go back to that uh, 50% of all students in Montana going to AA schools. That means more generations removed from the farmer ranch, the importance of agriculture education, whether that's through 4-H, FFA, ag education, or just having kids out on the farmer ranch, and also the importance of joining an advocacy group like the Montana Farm Bureau. There's a lot of membership benefits that come with it between discounts at hotels, restaurants, everything like that, and of course, uh, the the insurance discount through uh, Mountain West Farm Bureau Insurance here in the West, or the number one benefit that comes with that is having a voice in Helena and the outstanding lobbying team that is a voice for its members and for the row crop, the wheat guys, the the cattle producers, and just across the board, the Farm Bureau members. That's the number one membership benefit that comes along with that. Yeah, I always say that. That's absolutely true. And we're gearing up for another legislative session where we're going to represent our members via that process that you kind of talked about. One last thing, though, on the economic development in Montana and, and something that maybe not everyone is, is thinking of and considering, but even here in the Gallatin County, where our economic development and our, on our job growth couldn't be any higher. In fact, I know several corporations and businesses right here that are, that are bussing people in from other areas of Montana, like Billings, just to work some of the jobs here. Well, we hear day in and day out that people are looking for young people to hire with strong work ethics. And it is a common denominator in a lot of people in Montana who have that and have developed that strong work ethic that they learned that on the farm or ranch or in a small community because they had to chip in and, and pitch in and get to work for their business, whether it's a farm or ranch or a co-op or you know, you know, the mom and pop grocery stores and towns or anything else, they had to pitch in at a young age and they learned that work ethic. Well, if we can't turn around some of the trends in Montana and just basically in the United States as a whole for rural communities, we're in trouble in the future in developing that next generation with that work ethic that even people in the Gallatin Valley in Missoula or in the big cities in the United States are going to need to fill that workforce. So that's another reason why this is so important. Again, the Centennial Community Initiative, sponsored by the Montana Farm Bureau Foundation. If you're interested in joining the 1K Club to help raise funds to empower and grow small family-owned businesses in rural communities, make sure and visit mfbf.org. Scott Colbeck, thanks for joining us on the LaneCast today. Again, we look forward to helping celebrate the Montana Farm Bureau Centennial and also the American Farm Bureau's Centennial. That is going to be held in New Orleans in just a few weeks as well. That'll do it for today's LaneCast. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talk and Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.